Hey guys, welcome to United. My name is Ryan and we are in week two of a series called School, Home, and the Gospel. Um, this is part two of the series. The first time we talked about the gospel in school, this time we're talking about the gospel in your home life. And the whole point of this series is, is asking the question, what is the gospel, what does Jesus have to do with our home life, with our family life? And so uh, last week we talked about how sometimes we can be like two different people. We're one person at church or at school or at um, uh, on a sports team, and then we're someone totally different when we are in our home and with our family. And a lot of the times our worst self comes out at home. And so the, the whole idea of this series is to bring it home, to bring it home, to bring Jesus home in the way that we live, in the way that we act, in the way that we treat our family. And so tonight we're going to talk about how to bring it home when it comes to your parents, when it comes to your parents. And this is probably the hardest thing to do. This is probably one of the most difficult things to actually apply to your life. Um, because sometimes our relationships with our parents can get a little bit messy. And so uh, first let's pray together and then we will get started. Jesus, we love you. We thank you for loving us. We thank you that we have the chance to gather tonight and talk about your word and talk about what you um, have to say about our family and most specifically what you have to say about our parents. And as we hear this, even though we're coming from some different backgrounds and some different um, areas of life. Lord, I pray that you would open our hearts, that you would speak to our hearts. That even though we kind of maybe want to push back on some of the ideas that we're going to talk about tonight, that you will, you will calm us and that you will break down our defenses and allow us to hear from you. We ask this all in your mighty name. Amen. Amen. And so tonight we're going to talk about parents. Talk about our relationships with our parents and how to bring it home, how to bring the gospel home in our relationship with our parents. And the thing about parents, and, and I totally understand this because I know it might seem like it's been a long time, but just, just a few years ago, I was in your shoes. I lived with my parents and, and I, I had all the same interactions with my parents that a lot of you guys do. And as I told you guys, um, my my family uh, is a great family, but just like any other family, we have, we have imperfections and we have uh, situations where we fight and where we get in arguments and all that kind of stuff. And so I grew up the same way. And, and here's the truth. Here's the truth. Parents, it's so hard to be in a good relationship with our parents because as teenagers especially, parents can just be annoying, can't they? They just get on your nerves. It's like you come home from, from school, you've had a long day, and all of a sudden they, they have something else to add on to it. Or you, you, you walk in from, from a tough day or a tough shift at work, and then all of a sudden your parents are like, well, did you do this? Did you do that? Hey, what about this? What about that? What did you say to this? And they're just all over you, and you just feel like, man, they're so on my case. I, I just, I, I don't want to deal with this right now. Man, I can't wait till I can get out on my own, till I can get out to... Uh, to move out or to go to college or to, to get a job and, and just be away from this because, I mean, my parents are okay, but they're just annoying. They get on my nerves. Man, I've been there. I've been there when, when in ninth grade I was, I was uh, late for the bus one day. And some of you may have heard this story, but uh, my mom had told me, hey, next time you're late for the bus, next time you're late for the bus, I'm not taking you to school. If you miss the bus, you're just going to stay home and have an unexcused absence. And then 
It happened. I missed the bus one day. I hear it loudly go by as I'm kind of walking around the block. And I walk back in, and I'm like, "Ah, Mom, I missed the bus. Can you take me to school? And she says, nope, I'm not taking you to school. And furthermore, Ryan, you are going to do chores all day. And so there I am sitting in our our, uh, hallway, and I have a butter knife in my hand with a rag on top of it, and I'm spraying, dusting stuff onto the, the slats of the closets, and I'm just going like this all day. And our house had like a million closets. And in that moment, I just thought to myself, man, my mom is so annoying. Why does she have to make my life miserable? And I had the same situations where, where you know, my, my, my family um, would do things I don't like, or I'd get in trouble. Maybe, maybe my dad, I remember one time my dad, not one time, really, tons of times, my dad would, um, when I didn't chew with my mouth closed at breakfast, he would send me into the dark dining room and make me eat alone with this one little spotlight on top of me, and I'd have to eat the cereal by myself because my sister complained, well, he smacks when he eats. They didn't care about the fact that I had sinus problems and I couldn't breathe, so I had to breathe through my mouth, but they didn't care about that. And at that moment, sitting alone in the dark at 6 a.m. on a Wednesday morning, over and over again in middle school, I thought to myself, my parents are so annoying. And many of you have dealt with these same issues. You come home and you're just like, man, I'm so sick of my parents. I can't wait to get to that next part of my life. And I get it. I get it. And here's maybe a a tougher truth. Some of you have had parents that they're not just annoying. They're not just, uh, you know, getting mad at you or waking you up in the morning or or making you go to bed early or taking something away from you. They're they're doing a lot more than that. Maybe, Maybe they've really hurt you. Maybe they've, you know, walked out on their spouse, walked out on your family because they had an addiction and they chose the addiction over you. Maybe they chose a, another relationship over you. Maybe they had an affair. Maybe they chose their career over you. Maybe you've suffered some sort of abuse from your parent. Maybe you have a parent that kind of walked out and just abandoned you. A lot of us have situations and it's not just like, my parents are annoying. You're like, my parents are wrong. My parents did some things to me and I cannot forgive them. I cannot get past it. And so we have to ask ourselves, how how can we have a good relationship with them, even in spite of the fact that we don't see eye to eye all the time? Even in spite of the fact that we get in trouble, even in spite of the fact that um, they get mad at us or we get mad at them or they do things that are maybe even completely wrong and they're in the wrong. How, how do we have a good relationship with them? Some of you say, I don't even want to have a good relationship with them. I just want to survive high school. Man, I just want to get out and we're both alive at the end of it. I just want to put up with them. Well, Jesus... Um, Actually, God uh, addresses this in, in his word from the very beginning. And many of you know about the Ten Commandments. You don't even have to go to church to know about the Ten Commandments. And in the Ten Commandments, there's, there's, there's four about how we relate to God. And then the fifth one, the fifth one says this. In Exodus 20, verse 12, it says this. Honor your father and mother so that you may live long in the land the Lord your God is giving you. Honor your father and mother so that you may live long in the land the Lord your God is giving to you. See, this is the first law having to do with us and other people. Between us and and another person on earth, this relationship. The other ones were about us and God. This one is about us and our parents. And I don't think it's a coincidence that God puts this as the very first 
The very first command or or law having to do with us and somebody else because this is such an important relationship. And it's such an important important, uh, commandment that, that really guides us in life. And so God says, honor your father and mother. And you may say, you may have heard the word obey before, and we'll get to that in a second, but but the actual commandment is honor your father and mother. What does it mean to honor your father and your mother? What does that mean? Well, the original, the original word was a word called kabod. Everybody say kabod. Everybody say kabod. So kabod means this, to be made heavy. Now, some of you are like, wait, I thought we were talking about honor. What does honor have to do with heaviness? Well, here's, here's essentially what it's saying. It's like, Make your parents heavy. And, and again, you're like, well, I don't understand that. You want, me to, you want me to make them heavy. What does that even mean? Here's what God's telling us to do. He's saying, make a big deal of your parents. Make a big deal of your parents. Have you ever heard of like someone that carries weight in a community? You, you might hear about like a coach that carries weight in a high school. Here, here's what people are saying. Well, he carries weight. He has influence. He has authority. People like him. They treat him with respect. That's what it means when you carry weight somewhere. And what, it's, what the Bible is saying is you need to give weight to your parents. Give weight to your parents. Kabod, honor your parents. Now, this is a lot different than obeying. See, you can obey someone and hate their guts, can't you? Guys, a lot of you guys do that at work. You hate your manager. You dislike them. You, you talk bad about them, but you listen to what they say because you're just trying to get paid and get out of there. See, obedience, obedience is very, it's very kind of cheap. You can hate someone and obey them. You can talk bad about someone and obey them. You can have a bad attitude and obey someone. You can have bad feelings and bad thoughts and still obey. And that's not what God's calling us to do, not just to obey. He says, honor your father, and your mother. See, you can't honor someone and at the very same time have a terrible attitude or else you're not honoring them. You can't honor someone and, and think poor thoughts about them or say bad things behind their back or talk bad about them behind their back. You can't do that because honor is so much more than obey. And honor will get you so much farther than obey. Here's the reason that honor is so hard, though. Here's the reason honor is so hard. It's because we think to honor someone, they have to be honorable. And that's not the truth. That's not the truth. Because here is the truth. Your parents are messed up, just like you and just like me. See, your parents are just people. I'm about, as many of you know, I'm about to have a child. And when little Sinclair is born, I will become a parent. But will I be any different than I was the day before? No, I'm still a human being. Now I have a child. And a lot of times we look at our parents and we think, well, they're supposed to be different. They're supposed to be better. And maybe you grew up thinking my parents are perfect. And then when you were a teenager, you're like, wait a second, they're they're not perfect at all. And the truth is they're not. They're people. They're messed up. And they're just like you and just like me. And so there are a lot of times where we feel like I don't want to honor them. Like we feel like they're not honorable. Like they've, they've messed up, they've, they, they said the wrong thing, or they said something that I didn't like, or they made the wrong decision, and I'm not going to honor that. I'm not going to honor that. But God calls us 
to honor them, even though they are messed up. See, honor doesn't require that the other person deserves it. Honor is a choice that we make to honor someone no matter what they do because they are our parents, because God has put them in a place of authority in your life. See, there was a guy in the Bible by the name of Absalom. Many of you uh, have not heard of this guy named Absalom, but you have heard of his daddy. His daddy's name was David, and his daddy was the king of Israel. The Bible says he was a man after God's own heart. He was this incredible man of God. He killed Goliath, cut off his head. Man, this guy was amazing. But he wasn't perfect. And Absalom had to deal with that imperfection of his father. And so here's, here's what happens in 2 Samuel. And you can go there and, and read it for yourself. But here's what happens. Absalom has this sister. And her name is Tamar. And they had this half-brother named Amnon. Now Amnon loved Tamar. And he loved her kind of in an uh, inappropriate uh, sexual way. He was attracted to his half-sister. And he had to have her. He lusted after her. And that could be a whole other sermon. But he, he ends up devising this scheme to get one-on-one with his sister. And then he, he tries to, to basically make a, a, a move on her. And she says, no, 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 don't do this. Don't, please don't do this. I beg you. He does it anyway. He rapes his own half-sister. Now, King David finds out about this. And the Bible says King David was furious. But King David didn't do anything about it. He didn't punish his son. He didn't say anything about it. And Absalom saw this. And he wasn't having it. He wasn't having it. And so Absalom decides, I'm going to get back at my brother. And so he waits a full two years. He doesn't say a word. He just lets it kind of rise up in him. He has this plan. And he, gets, he throws a party one night. He invites Amnon. He gets Amnon wasted. And when he gets drunk, he gets all his friends to kill his own brother. And when King David finds out about this, he's, he's, he's just so sad. And now he's lost two sons. He's lost his son that, that, that has been killed, but he's also lost the son that's killed him essentially. And he's lost a daughter whose life had been ruined. Like his family is falling apart. And so Absalom runs off into exile. It's kind of like when, when, uh, when, when Simba sees his father die and gets blamed for the death. He kind of runs off into the, to, into the jungle and he hangs out with Timon and Pumbaa. That's what Absalom does. He runs away for years. And, uh, and King David doesn't really say anything. And finally, after a few years, um, Absalom comes back to Jerusalem, but King David still won't even look at him face to face. He won't allow him into his palace or his house. And you can imagine Absalom sitting there like, man, I hate my dad. He is so messed up. He didn't do anything about my sister. He didn't do anything. He didn't even try to make things right with me. He just let me go off and he didn't even come after me. But that's... Not where it ends. He ends up seeing David face to face and, and it would seem maybe at the end of that, well, everything's okay now. But it wasn't. See, Absalom decided, because my dad's imperfect, I'm going to dishonor him. And so he came up with a plan. The Bible says he was the most beautiful, handsome man in all of Israel. He had this long, flowing hair and when he would cut it off, it weighed like 20 pounds and he was like this amazing man. The Bible actually says he didn't have a blemish on his body. He was, he was smart. He was educated. He, everything was going for Absalom. He was a prince in this kingdom, and, and he decided he was going to use that against his father. And so what he would do is he would stand outside the temple or the, the, the city gates, and when people would come to see the king, he would say, hey, listen, uh, the king doesn't really have time for you. I'm sorry, um, but I can see you. I, I can see you. I can judge your situation. 
And so what he would do is as people came to him, usually they would kiss the, the, the ring of the king or something like that. He would actually bow down to other people and honor them instead of them honoring him. And so what do you think happened? The people loved Absalom. They begin to look at him and be like, oh my gosh, this guy is amazing. And he began to get favor of the entire nation. Until one day he decides to tell a bunch of messengers, hey, I'm going to send you out all over the country. And at this exact time, you're going to declare that I am king of Israel. Now, this wasn't a time where there was CNN or Fox News or Twitter or Facebook. And so when they all said this at the same time, people would just assume it was true. And why wouldn't they? He was the son of the king. Maybe the king had died. Maybe the king had handed things off to him. They all loved Absalom. They wanted him to be king. He was great. And so they all believe it. And by the time they realized it was a lie, maybe a few days later or a few weeks later, it was done. And so David runs out of the kingdom. Absalom takes his place on the throne and he is king. But people start telling him, man, you need to go after David. And then some people are like, maybe you don't want to do that. He's kind of a big deal. He's kind of a warrior. Maybe you shouldn't do that. And he ends up sending the armies of Israel after David and a few of his men that he has left to kill his father or to bring him back so he can completely conquer him. And so he does this. And they have this battle between David's men and Absalom's army in the forest. And David's men destroy Absalom's army. And as Absalom is trying to escape, his long hair is flowing in the wind as he's riding his horse away and it gets caught in a tree. His horse keeps running and he finds himself hanging from a tree, still alive with the armies coming after him. And the armies come towards him. And there was this, this general that Absalom and this general didn't really have a, a good relationship. They had a kind of a history and that's a, that's a whole other story. But um, when this general came up and saw Absalom hanging there, he thought, well, what a treat this is for me. Now, David had said, be gentle with my son. Do not hurt him. Bring him back alive. But this guy was like, eh, I'm going to accidentally kill him. And he stabs him three times, killing him. And David finds out and he's furious again and he's, he's, he's wrought with emotion and he's like, man, everything's gone. I've lost another son. My kingdom is just, just split in half right now. I've got all this damage control to do. And here's where it all comes back to. It didn't all happen because David was imperfect. It didn't all happen because David had messed up. Yeah, he had done some really stupid stuff or not done some things that he should have done, but that's not why it happened. Ultimately, this all happens because Absalom decided that he was not going to honor his father and his mother. He decided that he was going to take things into his own hands and he was going to get revenge on his father, who actually was also the king. That he was going to dishonor him because his dad had messed up. His dad was at fault, and that was the truth, but he decided to take things into his own hand. And that leads us to a scripture in Ephesians Chapter 6, verses 1 through 3. And it's Paul basically quoting the Old Testament. Basically quoting the Old Testament. Ephesians 6, 1 through 3. says this, Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. So obey them just because it's right. And then he quotes Exodus. Honor your father and mother. And he makes this point. It's like Paul was doing a Bible study, and he's, he's kind of telling us what it means. He says, it was the first commandment with a promise. See, this was the first commandment that there was a promise added onto it. And here was that promise. 
If you honor your father and mother, it will go well with you and you will enjoy a long life on the earth. He says, honor your father and mother so it may go well with you and that you may enjoy long life on the earth. Here's the truth that Paul was telling us. Life is better when you honor your parents. It doesn't mean it's easy. Man, I've been there. I'm telling you, I've been there where I just get irritated at my parents. And I'm like, gosh, you don't understand. But the truth is, life is always better when you honor your parents. So you can't fight your way into a good relationship with your parents. A bunch of wars in your house isn't going to make things better for you or your parents. The truth is, when you honor them, whether they deserve it or not, whether they're right or not, life is better. And so what does this have to do with the gospel? What does the gospel and Jesus have to do with honoring our parents? Remember what the gospel is. It's the good news that Jesus came and died for us. And I want you to remember, Jesus came to earth and his mission was to die on a cross. But that wasn't necessarily his mission, was it? It was his father's mission. And he had a choice as well, didn't he? He could do what he wanted or he could honor his heavenly father. And so Jesus decides to go to the cross and honor his father, even though his life was at stake. And in fact, he didn't just honor his father, did he? He also honored each and every person that would ever live. Because while we were still sinners, while we were still messing him up, while people were spitting on him and cursing at him and stabbing him in the head with, with, with thorns and hitting him with sticks and blindfolding him and beating him and taking him to the cross and nailing his hands and feet to the cross, what did he do? He honored them. What does he say? Father, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. See, he continued to go forward for them and honor each and every one of us. And because he did that, those of us that have Jesus in us, that have decided to follow Jesus, we have that same spirit in us. We don't have to dishonor people. We can honor people because Jesus honored people. So you've got to recognize that God put Jesus, or God put your parents into your life. And whether they're perfect or not, whether they do the right thing or not, they are in authority. And maybe they don't earn that authority. Maybe they don't do things right, but God's put them into authority. And Jesus obeyed his heavenly father. And Jesus obeyed the earthly authorities. Remember what he said? He said, I'll give Caesar to Caesar what is Caesar. See, he even obeyed a man. And we're called to obey our family authority, which is our mother and our father. Maybe it's your stepdad or your stepmom. Maybe it's your grandma or your grandpa. Maybe it's, it's someone that's adopted you. Maybe it's someone like an aunt and an uncle. But, but there are people in your life that are father and mother figures to you. And we are called to honor them. And notice there aren't any other commandments about your siblings, your aunts and uncles, your grandparents, because there, there don't need to be any. See, if you honor your parents, you'll honor everybody else. It's just like if we love God, we're going to love his people. And if we love our parents, if we treat them the right way, we're going to treat their people the right way. I mean, if you want to get practical, here's some things you can do. Maybe you just need to start praying for your parents. Maybe you need to start praying for your parents. Pray for their relationship with each other. Pray for their job. Pray for their attitude. Pray for their relationship with you. Pray for their relationship with your siblings. Pray with their relationship with other people. Pray for their, for their finances and for everything to do with their life. Because 
It's hard to hate someone who you pray for. And some of you feel like, I hate my parents. I've said to my parents, I hate you. And I'm sure a lot of you have said that same thing too. But you can honor your parents by praying for them. And it will help you honor them in real life. Maybe you need to serve your parents. I promise you. And we don't honor our parents to get what we want. But I promise you, you will get, you will have no greater effect on your parents and your relationship with them and on eventually getting the things that you want than by serving your parents. Imagine if you went home and not only did what they asked you to do, but did it before they asked and just did random acts of kindness to your parents. I know we do that to to random Jamaicans and random people in Albany and random people around Jacksonville, but we refuse to do it to our parents for some reason. Imagine if you just served your parents. I mean, even even the meanest parent will be just like blown away by a child that serves them. You can serve your parents and that is a great way to honor them and a great way to just foster this great relationship with them. If you love your parents, if you love your parents, that's part of honoring them. If you love them unconditionally, even when they mess up, man, it will, it will just create peace and unity in your house. Your life will be better for it. Your brothers and sisters will appreciate it because you know when your brothers and sisters get in drama with your mom, it affects you. When they get in drama with your dad, it affects you and it's vice versa. It all connects together. When you honor your father and mother, all will go well in the land that you were living in. And here's the last thing, forgive them. I mean, your parents are not perfect. They're not. They never will be. They're just imperfect people that had sex and had a kid. And then all of a sudden, they were parents. And now, they're they're, they're raising you through this life, but they're not perfect, and you've got to learn to forgive them. They've forgiven you so many times. And some of them have done some wretched things. And we're not going to excuse them, and we're not going to say they're okay, but you have to forgive them, or your heart will be in turmoil. And God still called us to honor even when people mess up. Because here's the the final truth. When we honor our parents, we are honoring God. When we honor our parents, we are honoring God. And so some of us say, well, I'll honor God, but but not my parents. Well, you you can't have one or the other. You have to do both. If you honor your parents, you're honoring God. If you're honoring God, you're going to honor your parents. I want to close by praying over you guys. Uh, because this is a tough thing. You can hear it all night and, and you can even want to do it and you'll get home tonight and I know what's going to happen. You're going to get home feeling like, oh, I love my parents. This is great. And you're going to walk in and like, hey, did you finish your homework tonight? You're going to be like, mom, you're messing it all up. You're messing this up. I wanted to love you, but now you're messing this up and you're just annoying me. It's going to be like uh, in Wedding Crashers when they come home and, and, and Will Ferrell's sitting downstairs. He's like, mom, the meatloaf. That's, that's going to be you tonight. You're just going to scream at your mom and lose your patience like that. You're going to sing, I'll stand with arms tight. And you're going to be like praising Jesus. And then you're going to go home and just lose it with your dad. Or cuss at him under your breath. Or you're going to get mad at them in the morning. And so quickly, it all falls apart. So we need prayer. So let me pray for you. And then we'll close out. Heavenly Father, I pray over our students. Man, this is such a hard message to listen to. But man, you've called us to do it. And you've given us the authority and the power to do it through Jesus. And We know that when we obey your commands, life is better. So Lord, I pray for each and every student, each and every life group leader in here, for our parents in here. Lord, I pray that our our students, our children will obey the parent. That we will honor our parents. And that you will follow through on your part of the promise that all may go well. And I pray that you'll help us serve and love and forgive. I pray that you'll help the situations where a parent has really messed up. And you'll help those students look past that and remember that you forgave us even though we messed up. 
And that they'll honor their parents because of you, not because of how good they are. Lord, we need your power. Help us to do this as we go forth this week. In your name we pray. Amen.